Hello and welcome to the Work Joy Jam podcast. I'm your host, Beth Stallwood, and my guest today is the fantastic Danielle Thompson. And Danielle runs a business that helps organizations, small businesses, uh, people to think about their profit and their purpose together and to think about how to become more sustainable, more environmentally friendly, better for your people, better for your local community. It's a really interesting conversation that really sparked some ideas in me and helped me to consider actually what I want to do in my business and I hope it might do the same for you whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a leader in a business, whether you're an employee in a business and how you might be able to take some of these small things, to take those small steps towards becoming more sustainable. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Work Joy Jam. I am so excited today to be joined by Daniel Thompson of Sustainably. Really excited for this conversation. But before we get started, Danielle, can I hand over to you and can you tell us a bit about who you are, what you do? I feel a bit like Stella Black, like who are you, where are you from? Um, and a little bit about your story and how you got to the amazing things that you are doing today. So over to you. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Beth. Yeah, really, really looking forward to this conversation. So, yeah, I'm Danielle Thompson. I run a company called Sustainably. And essentially, um, I really focus on helping businesses to um, change their business and operating model to be more of a force for good. So how can they still be profitable, but do it in a way which is focused on on purpose and doing the right thing? So and really my sort of background, um, I started off in corporate. So I worked for um, National Grid, which is a big kind of gas and electricity company in the UK. And and that kind of corporate career was a brilliant foundation for learning all sorts of things about business. And in a big corporate, you kind of move around a lot and you do a lot of different jobs. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, and I probably wouldn't have ever left that because it was a secure, good, um, progressive job there. Mm. But I then myself and my husband got offered the opportunity to move to Australia Wow. So um, we both moved to Australia for three years and and I think it was there. Oh, we worked again for a big corporate in Australia, but I think there I sort of realised, uh, well, the Aussies love life and enjoy life outside of work and, and they work hard, but they really um, work to live, not the other way around. So my whole kind of a, approach to work-life balance and working in a in a very positive way sort of um, got cemented when I was in Australia so when I came back I decided I wanted to work more with in small businesses and really get into get some experience in how to in how to run a business and, yeah. and there's no better way I don't think as as much as a kind of small business there is so I started I joined a small company a small creative agency ended up running the agency and all the kind of ups and downs and emotional roller coaster that comes with with running a small business but it was a very purpose-led business so that's where I really started to understand how purpose can play a role in in an organization and how you can be commercial as well as be good and responsible and ethical so I then when I sort of when during the pandemic I decided actually, you know what, I I want to really sort of spread my own wings and do my own thing. 
and make my own kind of impact on the world. So that's where I decided to set up on my own and really focus on using my kind of really broad experience that I'd got from all my various roles across the years to help predominantly small companies change how they work so that they are both profitable and making money, but doing it in the right way. And that's really where I sort of focus now with things like B Corp and helping organisations to to do both of those things. That's my kind of passion, really. So interesting. And what an interesting story. And like, I can just imagine that. Do you want to go and work in Australia? And <laughs> yes. Yes, I definitely do want to go and do that. How exciting uh, an opportunity to take. And actually, it's really interesting about how that changed, that experience changed what you thought about in your career and how you Absolutely. took that forward. And it was really interesting. When, when I moved to Australia and we were sorting out jobs, I said, I'm really clear to my husband, I'm only going if I've got a really good job to move to. This isn't going to interrupt my career. I want a high powered job. I want to be well paid. (laughs) That's the only reason I'm going. When we came back to the UK, I was, I didn't have a role to come back to. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. (laughs) So the change in those kind of few years really was quite noticeable. It's amazing, isn't it? How the unexpected can come Mm. from one decision in life can really actually change everything else that happens in the future yeah completely absolutely and that was definitely I think just an interruption to the normal way of and also just seeing what's out there really kind of opened my eyes up to that yeah and I'm really interested so number one starting a new business during a pandemic always an interesting uh, thing to think about and number two well there's probably like number 12 and 13 as well within this is I'm just sitting here listening to you about this idea of profitable and doing it in the right way and how often we think it's a choice of one or the other when actually it can be both yeah and I think and I think the world has has shifted I think pandemic has accelerated what was already there um but I still think predominantly there is a feeling that you are either a commercial business, you are for profit, you are a kind of limited company or whatever that is, or you are a social enterprise or a charity or a not-for-profit. Yeah. And actually, you can completely do both of those things. You can completely be commercially, very commercially successful and profitable, but you can do that whilst not damaging the environment, whilst being diverse, while looking after your people. And it's starting now... Um, people are starting to realise you can do both of those things at the same time. The challenge often, though, is how and what does that actually look like? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely that whole um, they're not mutually exclusive. And I think people are starting to to understand that much more. Yeah. And it's it's such an important thing for us all to think about. And I'm just thinking about from a work joy perspective, whether people are running their own businesses, uh, kind of in the entrepreneurial space, or whether they're in organisations. I think there is a growing want and need from people in business, in work, whatever, however you define your work, to want to do more in this area Mm -hmm. of kind of doing good work. I think there is definitely, from my experience, a groundswell of people saying, hang on a minute, not sure I want to work somewhere that isn't thinking about these things. I'm not sure it is Mm -hmm. for me all about the kind of well-paid job, the profit stuff. I think it might be about more than that and wanting to have more than that. But what you're saying is you can actually have them both. Yeah. We can, we can work on both these things. So Absolutely. And I think and that's the, the bit because I think if it's just about 
doing the right thing all the time at the expense of being profitable well actually that's that's not sustainable in long term yeah so in order to have a mission and to do the right thing you've got to be able to make money and sustain yourself and grow over time so you know one definitely supports the other um but again it's so i think it's trying to make that um accessible and affordable and appropriate for all businesses not just the ones who happen to already be there yeah and you know we've got to remember most of the businesses in the uk are actually small businesses Mm -hmm. the big corporates don't make up most of the employment opportunities in the uk it's often smaller businesses that do but those businesses are often the ones that can't necessarily they don't have the big teams who are working Mm -hmm. on you know the esg stuff or your sustainability mission or have people who are there so tell me a little bit this is where i'm going to get kind of pick your brains now Mm -hmm. if you're up for it is tell me a bit about where a small business or an, an organization might start if they're thinking actually so i'll sit here and i'll say to you I would love to be able to think about my business, to think about what I'm doing, to maybe think about the B Corp stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know more about where you would suggest people start and what we can think about. And you're absolutely right with small businesses. I think that they are the engine of the UK economy. And um, unfortunately, a lot of the attention has been placed on the big corporates, understandably, I guess. But but really, to make this kind of business as usual, it has to apply it to all businesses, um, certainly smaller businesses. But... If you if you're kind of looking like you say start wanting to start, the place I always sort of say to people is, you know, start from what your what the impact is you want to have. So like you would write a mission statement, but think about it as to what's the positive impact you want your business to have and to whom. So is it about you want to be um, you you want to do a lot in the environmental space? You want to be um, really changing your business so you are um, a positive contributor to the environment is it about you're in a very um, male dominated sector and you want to improve diversity is it about improving social mobility in your local community and everything in between so start, start thinking about what what do you want your company to stand for from a social and environmental perspective um, because I think that helps to then first of all make it quite real and make it more tangible and also again from a small business you can't you can't do everything so it starts to just focus in on where you want to focus where you want to focus your resources and your effort so if it is about environment then you can focus there you can start and picking that a little bit more if it's about diversity you can start looking at your recruitment and your employee value proposition it just helps to start prioritizing where you're going to focus it doesn't mean you don't do the other stuff but by, and I think having that kind of positive impact statement, like you have a mission statement, it then can act as that kind of central reference point. You can keep coming back to it. So I always sort of say to people, just start with what's the impact you want your business to have and be able to articulate that. Because by default, then you will be, it will be easier then for you to work out what that then looks like. It's really hard when you're starting from a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. And I think that's the scary thing, isn't it? It's because, you know, you're talking about you can do loads of things for the environment. There's loads of things about diversity, mm-hmm. there's social mobility. I think 
sometimes we get a bit deer in the headlights about this stuff and it's almost there's so many things we could do that finding the next step of what we can do and what we will do feels really difficult Mm. yet actually sitting there and really considering what do we stand for like we would in our mission statement like we would when we're maybe thinking about our organization's values Mm -hmm. or different things like that is actually what is it that we really care about Mm. and what is the impact we want to have and then really considering so what would the actions be towards that and yeah. it's so it's so good to hear you say it's not about doing everything straight away <laughs> because right everyone has limited time and resources and you know ways to make some of these things happen but I, I'm loving the idea of like just starting somewhere that's yeah. it. I mean ov- it's so simple isn't it? it's like well obviously just start somewhere but but there is something there about that pressure something yeah. using that pressure means that you get more done and I think and I think there's a positive you know people genuinely want their business to make a difference you know people see you know all these other companies out there who are doing amazing things and people want their company to to do the same and it's 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 honorable and brilliant but especially for a small business it's just not realistic so it's about looking at, at where can you prioritize and that's not to say you'll stop there you'll grow and you'll develop and you'll do more but just really, and also I think looking at what is important to you, what's important to your team, if you've got, if you have got a team, bringing them into that conversation because there could be causes or issues that they're really passionate about and can support sort of moving forward. So there's a whole way, range of ways to do it, but the key point being is um, have a look at, at what you want your company to stand for from a society point of view and how can you articulate that because that will help you then take those first steps yeah and I think what you're talking about here is something that I'm always banging on about when it comes to work joy stuff is progress over perfection like just Mm -hmm. think about what progress could you make and what small steps could you take versus the we should have perfect environmental scores diversity scores social this stuff takes time and effort and things it doesn't always come straight away yeah that that aiming to always be progressing in it I think could be really helpful in terms of a mindset to approach this stuff yeah and I think the other sort of barrier linked to that that I see a lot is people are worried about getting it wrong Um, and people really worry about putting something out on social media and getting called out because it's not the right thing to do or it's or that they it's got going a certain direction it turns out not to be right and I think what I try and say to people is that if you've got good intentions you generally make good decisions yeah so if you genuinely want to do the right thing and you genuinely want to be a better um environmental company you generally will choose the right thing to do if you're doing it for the wrong reasons that's where you're more likely to come unstuck if you're genuine about it you will you know and we all get things wrong and things change and develop but that shouldn't be a barrier to doing to starting yeah so step one is sit down think about it talk about it with your team Mm -hmm. talk about it in your organization and I suppose actually even if you are in a big business if you've got something like um, a staff forum or an employee engagement thing or something that you want where you can go along and try and make a difference to your organization mm-hmm. this could also be a great way of starting that conversation in a bigger organization get some people together think about it what type of impact do you want to have socially environmentally mm-hmm. in, in which way and just see see what comes up and see yeah. where that leads you and ideas will come up that you haven't thought about or causes that your team are really passionate about and can really get behind because that's what's going to create the momentum. Yeah. And like I say, this isn't the end. So it's not saying, okay, we're really going to 
and focus on diversity in our industry and that's all we're going to do it's just your starting point but it just helps you to start by having something you can get passionate about that will help you start the process and then you can build from there yeah love it so great start so here we go let's do an example so if I sit down and we talk about my business and I say okay um one of the things I'm really keen to do is to think about what is um the environmental impact of my small business (laughs) and I go okay right (laughs) so that's the thing we want to work on I want I want to I want to be a sustainable environmentally friendly as much as is realistically possible Mm -hmm. organization I'm picking that one because it's one of those things that's in my mind and I go okay so I I know I kind of know what my mission is now I know what I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. and then I sit there and go okay (laughs) (laughs) and I know that this is the kind of work that you would do so you'd be sitting there advising me wouldn't you be going okay so Beth here's some things that you can do and I'd love to know just some you know what what do what do other people do what are some of the things we should be looking at and I you know I saw the other day it might have even been through something that you did I'll just check this out um you know people were talking about the impact of things like streaming music and streaming tv and I was sitting there thinking I have never even thought about that as something Mm. that is environmentally not very friendly I've always just thought about it as oh isn't it great I can watch some cool Netflix when I (laughs) want to sit in my pajamas and do nothing all day so there are probably some things that people don't even know about so I'd just love to know what are some of the areas we could all be considering yeah and I think again I think it just depends on your business so again the first step that kind of if you're in wanting to work in that kind of area is to look at your business and look where your biggest biggest impacts are um and really i mean a way of doing that is just to map out a kind of customer journey or a production of products you make and just work out really simply at a high level where's the biggest impact here where am i using resources and it's is it energy which obviously for people on computers all day will be a significant one is it um i know i'm product-based business so i I'm shipping products around the country or potentially around the world. If I'm in a um, a firm that uses a lot of paper, we're always printing contracts and marketing materials. You know, paper might be a big one. So, just looking at your business and just you know, from a common sense point of view, more than anything, where am I using a lot of resources here? And then you can start digging into the research and the advice around what's the best thing to do you know, clearing down your inbox, not having loads of emails sat there, sending links rather than um, attachments on emails, that kind of thing. Um, but the first, again, the first step is to look at your business and work out where could where is your biggest impact? Because then that will, again, help you to prioritise where to focus. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about carbon emissions and we need to work out our carbon. Well, actually, if you're not an energy heavy business, that might not be your biggest impact. It could be um, the amount of travel you're doing or the amount of resources you're using. So it's trying to just look at your individual business about where your biggest impact is and then follow that through into what changes you can make. Mm, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's such an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, if you don't produce a product, it's more mm-hmm. detailed in your you know the the online stuff maybe or the yeah you know if you print as you say if you print stuff and I have to say I I find I I'm a person who struggles to read things on a screen like I like to mm. print stuff out and I always think oh is this awful but there's also that balancing of the reality of the business that you have and how which bits do you 
choose um, which bits are just because it's easier could you still do something a different way that's quite a complicated yes exactly I think isn't it? yeah and part of it is just asking those questions of yourself and you know if you are printing a lot or if you are you know um send a lot of emails and attachments or you are producing products just asking yourself those kind of comments is there a better way of doing this is there a more efficient way could i could could i recycle this in a different way you know it doesn't need to necessarily be steeped in complicated technical science it can just be almost a common a bit of a common sense approach asking yourself those questions because yeah. even by going through that process you will be surprised what comes out because you're just looking at things in a slightly different way yeah I, I love that advice that like actually you know we're, we're all sensible grown-ups what, what <laughs> you know Beth if you can't read it online you can't read it online <laughs> that's you know exactly there's a reality to that but what do you do around the recycling how do you make sure that your paper is getting recycled properly and that you're not keeping loads of it for years on end and you know not yeah. doing anything with it and, and the same uh, you know about the online stuff right if you've got loads of attachments if you're doing I, I mean, I have to say, like, I am not a technologically advanced person. I would put myself in that category. <laughs> um, so I have only recently gone on to, like, the, 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 in the cloud. I mean, I still don't really understand what the cloud is. <laughs> um, but I realized um, I was keeping copies in the cloud and on my desktop and somewhere else and here. And I'm like, that in itself mm. is wasting resources, right? You don't need all of those things but the, the the change there is a, it's a more of a mindset change isn't it about but what if I need a backup what if I need this? yeah that's a scary thing mm-hmm. yeah and like you say and that's the that's the process of whatever the changes you're trying to go through that's the kind of process of trying to work out what is it I'm trying to get to what's the kind of almost a change I've got to create in order to get to that outcome and again taking it in steps doing your research, working out what's right for you and your business. And also the the balance. You know, it's not about never printing anything ever again. It's just saying, just do you need to print everything you're printing right now? Can you be more efficient in how you're doing that? Can you look at how you can read things online more? It's not saying printing is is bad and should be banned. So it's just asking yourself those questions and working out what's the right change for you and your business. Yeah. And that's really great to because I think so often we think it's an all or nothing process. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. It's not true in anything in life, really. But there's that consideration I had of, well, if I can't do that, I can't do anything. And it's like, yeah. well, that's very rarely true. Yeah. And that goes for like this whole, you know, whether it is environment, whether it's about diversity, whether it's about social good, it's, you know, it's not about absolutely nailing it from day one and being you know the exemplar com- company it's about taking those small steps and and you're doing what you can at that point but trying to constantly build on it and yeah. that that will move you forward not doing anything is where is is where you don't want to be yeah i love that um and just like drawing some steps out thinking actually that advice of taking those really small steps actually also helps to build momentum doesn't it? if we set ourselves too big a task and we think we've got to do everything that often is where we end up with a oh I feel like I failed and I haven't achieved anything yeah. but if we break it down to really the small steps that, of things we could do then actually once we've done those we get that feeling of oh this is really great and mm-hmm. then that helps us to do the next thing and then the next thing on the list yeah. and also I think especially in this space not all the time obviously but often especially when you're starting out a lot of the things you can do 
our common sense that we all know we all you know most people understand some of the, the things they could be doing um and so they're the ones you can start with you know the obvious ones you can kind of get started it's only when you get maybe into the real nitty-gritty and you've kind of you've done the first actions you think actually now i need to go and get some help or i need to yeah. dig into this a bit deeper but certainly to start with there's always quite a lot of stuff we can all do yeah um, relatively easily love that and it's little things isn't it like i just thinking one of the things that i've done in the last two years since i've been mainly working from home rather than working for other people's offices is like this sounds really silly but i love a fizzy water it's like my favorite thing it's my favorite drink on earth which people are like surely you choose wine or champagne I'm like no i love a fizzy <laughs> water. and i've gone from buying fizzy water in bottles which is horrendously unsustainable mm-hmm. and awful to having a soda stream and glass bottles and yeah like fizzing it myself from a tap i'm like mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that is progress in my opinion like that yeah, is something completely. that you can do and a bar, I probably would never have thought about it as that that's something that actually supports my business. That's about sustainability. I'd have just done it because I'm like, oh, this is terrible for the environment. Mm. But actually, th- those little things, if we can all think about them, are probably the little things that do add up in the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think what we all kind of underestimate, I think sometimes we're all guilty of this, is our power of, of being a consumer or a customer, whether that's mm. as a business or a per- as an individual, in that you know the more people that switch from plastic bottles to soda stream guess what's going to happen suddenly they're not going to be as many plastic bottles what water sold in plastic bottles it's going to be much more in glass you know the kind of diy options so yeah you know we have such power as consumers whether we're buying for our business or we're buying for ourselves and that's what's going to make change if more people who who ask those questions, who take those steps, even the small steps, that will, that's what's going to create a wider change. So it might seem a really small thing that we're doing, but it does add up and it does have power. And we kind of forget sometimes the power as a consumer that we do have. Yeah, and that's so true, isn't it? And the, the thing is, the power of the consumer doesn't change quickly. It changes over time, like that mm. impact there. But I love that. And um, can you tell me a little bit more? So I see a lot of this, and I'm always really keen when I see a company um, that I love that are like certified B Corp. I think, oh, mm. I know that. That means I know they're good. And then I sit there and go, I only think I know that's good because of the marketing around B Corps. And I actually don't necessarily know enough about what a b corp is yeah and you know a lot about this mm-hmm. so can you tell us what does that lovely little b corp thing and i go oh it gives me the warm and fuzzy <laughs> I, i'm being a, you know i always think if i'm being a good consumer when i see a b corp thing so i think yeah yeah um tell us a little bit more about what that really means yeah so in order to be um so when you see that little badge on whether it's something you buy in the supermarket or you see a company you're, you're working with Basically, what that means is they've been through a, a very vigorous, intensive um, assessment process across their whole business. And the reason why I like B Corp so much is because it looks at your whole business. It's not just about the environment. That's a big part of it, obviously. But it looks at your governance, at your reporting, how you treat your people, how you treat your customers. It looks at how you look after your data. It looks at how you contribute to society. And so basically to, to have got that badge, they've gone through a, an assessment and they've had to demonstrate how they um, work in a very positive way across all those things. So it'll ask you questions about um, your policies you've got in your employee handbook, the kind of um, 
policies you've got in place for maternity leave, for shared parental leave, for diversity. It'll ask you about your environmental management processes. It'll ask you about um, how you contribute to society. Do you do charity giving? All those kind of things. Um, and it covers a whole wide and it's and it's a beast. It's an absolute beast of a process to go through because it's so comprehensive. Um, so if you see that badge, that means that a company has been through that process and they've been validated to say they do all of these things. And basically, they have to have got um, to a certain level. And to give you an idea, um, kind of a, a normal company would probably score anywhere between 30 and 40 points in their assessment. In order to become B Corp, you have to get 80 points. Okay. So it's quite a step above the norm, if you like. Um and I kind of say you've got kind of normal companies who are working in a very traditional way and they might be at the kind of 30 to 40 mark. You've then got B Corps, which have gone up, you know, even further above that. Um, and it's, so it's quite a stretch. So that's so when you do see that you can be you can be confident that that business has been through that process and has looked at how they how they operate in a whole wide range of areas. Um, it doesn't mean they're perfect. So a B Corp has to recertify every three years. And the idea is that you improve year on year. You're constantly improving and, and trying to better your score, basically. Um, but what it can give you confidence is that that company has has really looked internally at how they can be this force for good from society and environmental perspective. So they're really kind of paving the way, I would say, yeah. in terms of how hopefully businesses will sort of work in the future so in my little brain before mm -hmm. you told me that i i had interpreted it as it was just about the environmental stuff not right. like it's got this wider picture so thank you for educating me because i'm like oh right and then in my head when you're talking about it, i'm thinking here going okay so the people who are looking for jobs who want to work in organizations that genuinely care about this stuff a B Corp search would be a good place to start if you're looking for absolutely to work, yeah completely right? yeah and they are you know because there is a whole section about employees and again it's not it's not saying that if you don't have B Corp you don't treat your people well what it's saying is that we a B Corp goes over and above yeah what you would expect so it's really quite a high bar to reach yeah but yeah absolutely and people do look I think there's even a, a jobs board for B Corp companies. Oh, okay. So because people want to work there, because they know they're going to be working for a company who has a purpose, who um, values society, values the environment, and look, will look after them well. So it's kind of a it's a, a very easy way to tell you're a good egg, <laughs> you're a good company. Yeah. I'd like to work with you. Yeah, and it, and I think you know with. And I don't like to generalize the generations because I think everyone is, there's a lot mm. of, there's a lot of like putting people in boxes, which isn't my favorite thing to do. But when you look at the research on, you know, different generations and mm -hmm. how the stuff around social governance, around the environment becomes more and more important for every generation that comes along, not saying that it's not mm -hmm. important for older generations because it is, but it becomes a decision-making tool for people yeah. about whether they're going to join an organization. So I'm looking at this from two angles. The first one is if you are an organization and you want to attract talent and you want great people to come and work for you and be engaged and be interested and do their best work for you, that could be an amazing mm -hmm. tool to help you do it because it looks at 
that side of business and then on the other side if you're an, in a potential employee wanting to go and work for an organization then that is something that you might want to look at as a yeah. test and an assessment that you're going to kind of be in an above and beyond type of organization versus your average organization yeah and then from a if you run a business if you're you know in the entrepreneurial space you're running a small business it's about actually how could this attract customers and you know as well mm-hmm. as the kind of you think it's important it's a because I imagine it again like as a consumer I'm like I feel I get the warm and fluffies when I buy something from a business yeah completely. and now yeah. I'll get even more warm and fluffy <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, you know what it is what I thought it was yeah and I think um I think Waitrose and Boots now have got you know B Corp aisles on their in their online shop so you can buy you, know, you can search for and buy B Corp brands um for exactly that reason because people are looking for brands are ethical and responsible and it's it can be really hard to tell it's you know it's, it is a bit of a minefield so at least with something like b corp you can be much more assured it's not 100 percent, but you can be more assured that that company has has been through that process so but absolutely to your point employees are looking specifically for those kind of companies and are willing to um you know, sacrifice the big salaries and the, all the perks if it means they work for a company that really genuinely cares and again b corp is a way of of being able to sort of shortcut that and go actually i know if they're b corp they're going to be good to me i'm going to be look, well looked after and developed yeah and for me there's something you're saying there that i think um hits deeply is this idea that they'd have to have cared about it enough to go through quite a rigorous yeah. process right and there is something about if you couldn't be bothered, you probably wouldn't if it's that hard. Right? Uh, yeah, and it is. You know, don't I think anyone who's thinking of B Corp, don't underestimate it. It's a it's a it's a big process. Um but both commercially and ethically and morally, it's worth it. Um but yeah, like you say, you've got to really care to go through the process. You you wouldn't get to the end if you didn't, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So that and, and as you say, it doesn't mean that they're perfect, but it means that yeah. there is in really good intent. There's good yes. um, governance around it. There's things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so amazing. Thank you for that education. I'm loving it. Um, and I totally didn't know that you could search by Beacoff organizations. So I'm totally going to get on that and have a little look about how that works. Yeah, it's fab. It's a really good tool. Love it. Um, so... I'm thinking about timing and I think we're going to need to move on to our mm-hmm. um, quick fire questions if that's yeah. okay with you. Right. Are you ready for these? Go for it. They're not too complicated. <laughs> um, so obviously you have had a really varied career. You have worked in a kind of corporate, you've worked in small businesses, you're now running your own thing. I would love to know from you, what is something that's always guaranteed to bring you personally a little bit of work joy? Um, for me, it's about helping others to make a change, whatever that might be. So it's very much around educating, sharing my knowledge with others to help them. That's yeah. where I get the warm and fuzzy feeling. And it's definitely where I can, I feel like I'm doing my best work where I'm helping others to make good, positive change. Love it. So you are perfect in your job you're doing now because that's what you're doing every day. That's, yeah, that is, yeah, it's a good yeah it's definitely a good match I think I picked well <laughs> you did pick well love it um right second question from me what book are you currently reading uh so um at the moment I'm actually rereading a book that I read 
I've read a few times and it is actually a business book and it's called Traction by Gino Wickman and it's basically a book about how to operate a business and it's kind of got an operating model um, for high growth businesses and I'm rereading that because I'm really interested in how profit and purpose can work together so that book is quite driven around commerciality and building a profitable high growth business and I'm really interested in looking at it with the lens of how can you bring those two worlds together more so yeah. I've, I've read it a few times and now going back to it with a different mindset to go okay how could these two worlds come together even more successfully so I'm actually in the middle of rereading that Oh, sounds great. I'm totally gonna this is the trouble when I do the podcast that everyone's giving me amazing books and then I just have massive fun. Yeah, it's a really interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. And I and I love the idea of reread and I do this sometimes is I either reread or I'll listen to it if I've read it or vice versa mm. to get like a different perspective on what I've heard or read because that sometimes just really helps you go, Oh, okay, I could totally take this in a different way. Yes. And I think you know, something like traction it's got it's a model that a business can follow. So it's very kind of similar in B Corp in terms of how it's laid out. But it's, I think, again, I'm reading it with a different lens. And I think that will bring different messages out and how you kind of bring those two things together. So, yeah, I agree. I, I often reread books because you always you always learn something new. I think. Oh, you totally do. And, you know, this this question about the it comes back to that beginning thing around. It doesn't have to be either commercial or purpose. Yes. Bring it together and see what doing it together can mm-hmm. do. Love it um right what's the best or most useful bit of advice that someone has given you in your life that you find yourself going back to (laughs) so I think the best one is from a friend of mine called Sarah King and she said to me when I was kind of trying to work out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to set up and what it would all be and I was kind of getting lost in the fact that I wanted to save the world um she just said to me think big start small but just bloody well start (laughs) yeah and and I think that's and coming back to our earlier conversation it's so true because you can get so lost in the big picture and that can be so overwhelming and actually it is just starting small but you just do something even if you're not quite sure where it's going just do something just move forward um so I do have to keep coming back to that that's a it's a really good bit of advice actually wherever you are whoever you are isn't it is that yeah we all can get stuck in a zone of overthinking stuff and trying to have a solution for everything and it's it, you know it comes right back to the bit you're saying about actually with this stuff just start somewhere do something yeah and build that momentum from there don't mm-hmm. worry don't overthink about being it being perfect just do something yeah completely completely the case brilliant and um what is one super practical little bit of advice that our listeners whether they're working in an organization in a big corporate or a small organization whether they're running their business whoever they are might be able to go away and do something tomorrow the next day something really simple and small mm-hmm. to help them um maybe think about sustainability a little bit more yeah so i think coming back to what i said earlier around you've got huge power as a consumer um and the kind of best example i think is which we which most of us have got now is is your pension so whether it's a company pension or a personal pension, they invest a huge amount of money on your behalf and they invest your money. So one of the best things you can do from a sustainability point of view is to speak to your pension provider, whether it's your company or your personal pension, and ask them where they're investing your money and is it ethical. So 
those in growing now um, wave of, of pension companies and investments that are looking at ESG measures and ethical investments. Um, but generally people have, the market's quite slow to switch. So yeah. the more people that ask, ask those questions, the quicker that's going to happen. And that's probably, you know, the most money you're spending apart from buying a house, most of your money will often go into your pension. So simply asking that question, um, even if you never change, but just by raising that as a, as a consideration will help to drive change. So if I was going to ask, suggest anything, just ask that question, your pension provider, where you invest my money, is it ethical? Yeah, it's actually something I did a few months ago. Um, and I I hate talking about stuff like sensible things like pensions and stuff. I proper had to put my big girl pants on mm-hmm. and have a proper grown up conversation about the future and money. And all. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, I hate this. Yeah, but it was it was one thing that I was insistent on is that if we were going to change anything, we would change it to be an ethical fund. Yeah. And what was really interesting in the conversation I had with the pension provider is that I started with the conversation that I want it to be invested ethically because, as you say, it's a, it, over time it becomes the biggest investment you make probably apart from property, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, is that I said it and I said the following words to him. I said, and I don't mind if that means it's not as um, successful in terms mm-hmm. of growth or money. And he turned around to me and said, Beth, they are all possibly even more successful yeah. now yeah and actually the message th- th- I think the messaging has is starting to change but in my head I was thinking if I'm going ethical I won't make as much money it's, it's the yeah. same conversation about profit and purpose isn't mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it's like actually some of those funds are now performing better because yeah. they're getting some traction because things are exactly people, consumers are starting to swap yeah. to them and that doesn't mean that I won't sit there and review them regularly because I think also mm-hmm. you know, but, you know again a bit like p- things aren't perfect are they but I have to say it did feel good to actually have that conversation and to go right what can I do as a consumer and I totally forget about this and I'm sure many people do that as a consumer we do have power I totally Mm -hmm. I I was under using my power there and actually most people do doing it and doing something about it and as you say you can't if you're in an organization pension scheme you can't always change everything but you have you will have the opportunity to ask questions to see where people go to get people thinking about things and even if it's just a question on whoever the p- pension trustees are so that they mm-hmm. know that people are interested, the more people that come along and say, hang on a minute, where's this invested? The more likely they are to do something about it. Completely. And I think that's it. I think even just asking the question, even if it doesn't result in suddenly your company pension scheme changing, if if you're in a big organisation, lots of people are asking similar questions, guess what's going to happen? Someone somewhere will be looking at it. So, yeah. and the yeah. same as if you know, your own personal pension. So, I, but it is it's a hugely powerful thing we can do and like you say chances are we'll probably perform better as well yeah it, it, and it might just be that I, I mean I don't know the answer to that question properly but I was really surprised that mm. that was the that came back to me not a yeah you might not get as good a percentage yeah. on these things so it was a delight to hear that obviously <laughs> um but I have to say again and it's also probably a good thing for all of us to do is sometimes you have to put your big pants on and do the stuff you don't want to do to make it happen and there's some other stuff I probably need to do when I do the looking at the business stuff and looking at my sustainability to kind of go okay this you might not like this but this is something you're gonna have to change you do get a warm fuzzy feeling afterwards oh yeah like I totally (laughs) like right I've done something good for the world today in doing that and it might in comparison to a lot of people it's probably only a very small amount of money 
but it's something and uh-huh. I, I, we so get lost in the idea that the big things are, are someone else's responsibility and we can't control everything you cannot mm-hmm. control everything in life is impossible but there are there's stuff that we can do and for me that's a really big message of what we're taking away today yeah completely so final question from me because I think lots of people are going to want to find out more about you and what you do so tell us where can we find out follow you understand more about all of this amazing work you do in sustainability so the best place really is LinkedIn so I'm quite active on LinkedIn I'm very happy to connect with people on there and you know I get a lot of people sort of asking questions and and um, chatting to people there so that's probably the best place so Danielle Thompson on LinkedIn um, and I'm always posting kind of advice and tips and things on there. So I'm happy to connect and hopefully share as much knowledge as I can in this space. Excellent. So we will put that link into the show notes and on the social so that people can click straight through. Danielle, it's been amazing talking to you. I am going to spend some time thinking about this stuff and I'm clearly going to be in touch with like more. How can I do something <laughs> in my business? Because I'd love I'd love to um, do more in this area. So thank you so much for being a brilliant guest. No, thank you. Really, really enjoyed it. Well, I really loved talking to Danielle about sustainability, her business sustainably, and how we might all be able to consider taking those really small steps towards becoming more sustainable. And it's a really interesting one from an employment perspective, from thinking about actually, is this things like the B Corp stuff, things that could help you choose your next employer in a way that makes you understand and know that they've been through some rigorous assessments is that something to look for it's probably something I've never thought about before and I'm loving that that is in my mind now and the idea that just having a conversation about what is it we stand for environmentally socially with our people and thinking about what are those ideas and where do we get I love that we're totally aligned over everything we talk about in work choice is progress over perfection stuff let's just do something let's take a small step let's build that momentum and to really consider mapping out where our own business biggest impacts are in terms of our impact on these things and that that's going to be different for different organizations with different business models with different customer journeys and that's definitely something I'm going to take away and do and consider all of those different areas from my business and it'll be interesting to see where you take this and also thinking about that things that we can all do things that we can consider think big start small just bloody well start great advice from her friend Sarah there I'm going to take that as well and even little things like considering our pensions our investments where are these things um, invested and how can we as consumers take on the power that we have so lots of great things for me to go away and think about Um, I hope that you've enjoyed it too if you are interested in finding out more about WorkJoy, do head over to our website, workjoy at createworkjoy.com, where you can find out more around the different programs and products that we offer. Um, we have Club WorkJoy, which is an amazing community of people who are um, working towards getting more joy in their lives. We're, it's amazing, so do come and join us there. Lots of different podcasts with loads of different conversations with amazing different experts in different areas. So do have a a little listen. It was lovely to be with you today and I will speak to you all soon.